for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Clark, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. We are still live at the Inner Jam down by the river. It is going on 10 p.m. Well, it's way past 10 p.m. Not going on 10 p.m. anymore. I've lost complete track of time, but we got Jason Custer with us. How's it going today, man? That's, man, that's going good. Good, good. I'm excited to sit down and chat with you. Like you'd mentioned, you'd, uh, been following us on socials and all that fun stuff and i've seen you around the way and whatnot and you know just glad to start getting meet faces with names and meet people and all that fun stuff so. exactly i don't even know how we've gone this long without actually meeting because i know we've been like in the same place at the same time yep. but it's one of those th- you know it's i mean i did just get here today it's it's been one of those things where yesterday it was like how soon can i get out the door and then as soon as I find out it's like 6 o'clock, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going running around New Braunfels at 9 o'clock at night to try and figure out where the heck this place is at. So, Right. I mean, are, so how, are you staying the night here? Yeah, I'm staying the night every, here. Okay, yeah. there yeah. you go. I got the car. I'm going to go pull it into one of those parking spots out back and just pass out in the back seat. Hey, you're tougher than I am. Hey, it's better than trying to sleep in a tent. Like, well, I got it. I got a tent in the car, like I could put that out if I really wanted to, but it's gonna destroy my back. Right. Hey, I've got an eight-man tent that I brought with me, yeah. and like three air mattresses, yeah. and one of those electric air pumps. So yeah. it's like, well, because that was originally what I was gonna do was I found a, I was certain because it's been a good minute since I've actually been like legit camping, and so I was like, well, it's probably something that I want to start doing or should start doing. So. I was looking on Amazon, I found like a little self pop-up tent, so basically you just throw it out and it pops itself up and it's a four-person tent. Then I found like a little cot thing that folds up like a little foldable chair, and then a sleeping bag, and I'm like, cool, for a hundred bucks, I'm good for a good minute. (laughs) And then I'm like, do I really want to, because at this time it's like, I'm only going to use it for two nights, three nights tops. Right. Do I really want to spend a hundred dollars? for something i'm going to use three times maybe hey i i got lucky i'm i'm sleeping in one of our uh sponsor provided yeah. rv yeah. so i i i'm lucky that's what's up so for anybody that's getting to meet uh meet you for the first time uh kind of give a, everybody a little bit about yourself what you're about what got you into music all that fun stuff yeah the well uh so you know i, I what got me into music was just watching i had two uncles that played and uh you know just watching them growing up uh and then that's what got my my interest into it and then uh then i had some friends in high school that played and they had a couple of extra guitars and we'd sit around and play me and another friend of mine and he uh the the friend of mine and i we both started playing on the same day and he went the heavy metal route and i went the singer songwriter country guy route and uh we couldn't be more different in our musical stylings but we'll still get together from time to time 
and I'm like, hey man, check out this new song I wrote, and then he'll start like throwing Van Halen licks over uh, what I'm doing, and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Derek Kaufman is uh, from Alabama. Yeah, he's, <laughs> and, he's uh, already distracting. asked me. Where, he's already asked me when I'm coming to Muscle Shoals. So, <laughs> but uh, and then you know I just. Uh, you know, kind of, I got to learn, mm-hmm. you know, having young friends in school that were, I was learning how to play from, but also having the the uncles that, yeah. and, you know, I guess uh, they got me interested in the old country stuff. Yeah. I had kind of a interest in all sorts of, all varieties of music. Now, so, are you born and raised in Texas? Or yeah, where, okay. yeah, I was born in Irving and okay. uh, grew up in Hamilton. Okay. Uh, Hamilton County went to school in Heiko okay. and uh, I drive through Heiko all the time. Oh yeah, uh, I love Heiko. Yeah. I mean, if if I had if I could retire or if I could move to Heiko now and yeah. make a living in Heiko, yeah, uh, it's just not feasible. Yeah, uh, yeah. pretty much you have to be a, a farmer or a welder. Yeah, or a, a mechanic. Yeah. And I can't weld to save my life. <laughs> they have enough mechanics there, so yeah. I drive out to uh, New Mexico all the time, so I drive right through Heiko. But on that drive, there's this town called Tohoka. That, like, it's a little town that you drive right through. You probably wouldn't even notice it if it was nighttime out that you actually drove through a town. <laughs> but it's one of those towns, like, you sit there and it's like, it's got all these buildings that don't have anything in them. They don't, you know, they're abandoned, whatever. And it's like, we, I could really do something here. It's like, in between Lubbock and it's like just outside of Lubbock maybe about an hour outside of Lubbock huh it just like I don't know I drive through these little towns and it's like there's a lot of potential out here and then you realize how far away though that town is from civilization and yep. you're like well I mean I lived in New Mexico Roswell New Mexico for four years where it's like three hours to get anywhere so yeah I, I spent a year in Roswell one week oh well yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so You've pretty much been playing around the uh, Texas scene, playing music around the Texas scene. Uh, how'd you get inter- uh, hooked up or introduced to Dustin? Dustin and I met, uh, we probably met at another festival that we were playing um, in Evant or okay. Gatesville, okay. Uh, depending on what year it was we met. Um, <laughs> it's a blur, it's yeah. a blur. Uh, I got out of the Army at Fort Hood okay. uh, in 2012 and ended up living or i'm sorry in 2014 and ended up living in lampasas and uh i had a friend that i've known since high school uh that uh, named clint janish Mm -hmm. a singer songwriter very very talented guy Mm -hmm. uh unfortunately not here um but uh and he had put together this music festival uh and started calling it I, i think it was the second or third year that he did it he started calling it the stash bash mustache. He had one of those like yeah, yeah, yeah. curly Q yeah. waxed mustaches. And uh, so he thought, well, hey, oh, we'll do something like a, a mustache and you know facial hair mm-hmm. competition or whatever. It, it was just an excuse to have a, a music festival. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think that's probably where I met Dustin. Okay. Otherwise, I probably met him at a open at a, mic open, or something. Yeah. Either way, uh, he, he and I just became friends, and uh, when uh, when this came about, uh, the first year in 2020, uh, after Larry Joe Taylor Music Festival mm-hmm. got rescheduled 
Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of that story, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how it got rescheduled yeah. to uh, October and then got canceled altogether. Yep. A lot of uh, things got ran that course of action. Yeah. Well, Dustin had the brainchild of, we should throw our own. Yeah. And in six weeks, he put the first yeah. in a jam down by the river together. And I was one of the first people they called to ask if my band would be interested in playing. Nice. And we did it this year or that year. We did it last year. And then I sold my place in Lampasas, moved to Fort Worth. My band broke up yeah. because I wasn't going to do a six hour round trip to rehearse once a week. And yeah. uh, so this year I'm here flying solo and yeah. and then playing bass guitar for filling it. Derek Coffin. Nice. So. That's, so as far as your music goes, like, it, what do you have out there for people who listen? Do you have stuff? Yeah. We, uh, when I did have my band back in 2019, we uh, released an album uh, called Drink This Beer uh -huh. um, as the Jason Custer Band. Yeah. Um, I'll probably still release music as the Jason Custer Band uh -huh. just so that I don't have like a multiple there. Yeah, uh, things on Spotify. is like, okay, yeah, we had, anyway. Uh, and then when, uh, and so the album was called Drink This Beer. Um, mm -hmm. The band is was Jason, the the J Jason Custer band. Yeah. Um, so, but I did change my social media at this point because mm -hmm. I didn't want that kind of confusion. Yeah. Um, and then last year before we broke up, we released a single uh, called Intoxicated okay. uh, about my overindulgence one night of one particular night. There's been many, but uh, <laughs> my overindulgence in Lone Star beer and. Uh, uh, and shot a video and released yeah. it on just basically on YouTube nice. and had a fun time recording that and or shooting the video and That's doing it live at a show one night. And, nice. Yeah. Tonight was the first night I actually had a Lone Star beer. Are you serious? Because I, okay, so my defense, it, for me, new beer, I'm not going to go out and just buy new beer in the offshoot that I don't like it. It's like, oh, then I'm stuck with a 12-pack, six, you know, like whatever, wow. and it's just going to sit there. But, and then there was a situation where I could have gotten like a six-pack. I was like, man, that just seems like a very cliche thing for somebody in Texas to do. Uh, I've, I, okay, I fully understand that. But over the years, you've never met somebody with an ice chest full of them. So I'm be like, you know what, can I try one of those? I mean, I've only been in Texas three years, so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I've only been in Texas three years. Um, We're going to have to turn this podcast around and do another 15 minutes where I ask you questions, I guess. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. No, it's, uh, so I saw they had him over here in the cooler, and I was like, you know what? When in Rome, that sort of thing, and I had one. It's good. Like, I couldn't drink it, like, heavily. Like, I couldn't just sit there and just pound them back to back right? right which is actually maybe a good thing yeah. because then you don't over drink yeah, yeah. I, on the other hand they kind of go down like a fat kid on a seesaw <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, but i've been drinking lone star it, yeah it, it is one of those things where i then made the mistake of i had two lone stars and then i followed it up with a bud light and that bud light went down like water yeah I was like, oh, I gotta stop. This is, yep, I'm gonna call it because this is gonna get bad. The bad thing is, is I like Shiner a lot. Yeah. And for one, Shiner's expensive. Yeah. And uh, so if I were to drink Shiner like I drink Lone Star, yeah. 
for one, it'd probably kill my liver. Uh, <laughs> yep. Faster than the Lone Star is. Two, it definitely drained my bank account faster than the Lone Star does. Uh, so, I just, yeah. Have you ever had a Yingling? Yes. So. When I was in the army, uh-huh. I was stationed at uh, Fort Drum, New York, uh-huh. and Yingling is in is, is a it's, it's in Pennsylvania. It's a somewhere. New York, yeah, or a, a, a New England, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's quietly finally yeah. made its way to Texas, but yeah. that's where my introduction was in the was in the Northeast, mm-hmm. and I, that was I, the one thing I appreciated about New England. Yeah, Yingling is really good. I that's the one like dark beer that I can just like drink and not get super messed up off of yeah. i can just sit there and drink it it's have you tried the yingling flight no so it's kind of like uh if if anybody uh out there does the uh the Michelob ultra mm-hmm. it, apparently it's kind of their their light version okay. but it's it's got to be better than their the actual yingling light that they had like that yingling oh. they had like a yingling light that tasted like moose piss it was just like <laughs> this is like watered down hops and it there's no taste to it there's no, no. Uh, well that's to me that's coors light i love coors light though right. coors light is like tinted water that's that's to me i my dad my dr- my dad drank coors light my whole life mm-hmm. and when you know when kids would go and like okay i'm gonna go steal some of my dad's beer and yeah. you know drink drink a few with my buddies or whatever yeah. I had to, I had to, I was forced to steal Coors Light. Yeah. It was like, I might as well just go steal water. Yeah. For me, it was Miller Light. Miller, I grew up in Chicago. Miller Light was everything. My mom was a Miller Light drinker. And I had it just recently. Miller Light's not, like, I always remember not liking Miller Light. Mm-hmm. And then I had it recently. And I was like, oh, this actually isn't that bad. Like, I don't know why I thought it was bad, but. Anyways, the bigger podcast. But it wasn't old, old, uh, what, old, old style. style? No, in no, Chicago. No, no, no. I mean, there are people that drink old style. Yeah, but I figure old style is like, like Lone Star in Texas. Yeah. that's for the, the hardcore drinkers or something. You can get old style, but you got to go to like a baseball game. Like baseball games where people drink old style. I got you. Okay. At least from my experiences. Gotcha. But, um. So. How'd your uh, set today go today? Over or at interview? oh, it went. Oh Lord, you know what that is, right? Uh, I know it's some form of whiskey. Uh, salute. Uh, can I can I drink on a yeah, podcast? Go for it. Go for the, it. Uh, Oh, we'll, we'll wait till it, okay fair I, enough. I don't know how that's gonna hit I was gonna say you don't have to go very far to get to your campers so. oh no and I'm not driving anywhere yeah uh, what was the question uh, uh, we were talking. oh so I so my acoustic set yeah. was uh it was great uh, we have Matt Smith the, yeah. the the fine young man that just brought me a shot uh, an actual shot by an the way. actual shot too he actually looks like he knows what he's doing yeah uh, He's he was running a little sound for me, and then uh, well, the video for Intoxicated that we yeah. shot. He was actually there the night that we oh. shot that video and played harmonica on the video. Nice. It wasn't him on the actual the studio cut, but in the performance. But he did it on the video, and uh, he uh, played with me today. But he also ran sound for me so today, so it made made me sound good. Nice. Uh, but it, everything went great, which is. A shock to me because last night was pretty much a 
It was a rough night. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got to my RV at about six o'clock this morning. I was gonna say, I heard there was a lot of seasoned people. I'm gonna be careful how I word that, seasoned people. There were some seasoned people and there were some pickled livers this morning. Yes, or, uh, yeah. a- and I heard there may or may not have been psychedelics that have been passed around. I can neither confirm nor deny not. any knowledge of uh, any uh, illegal or substances. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I, I know it, nothing. You know nothing. Yeah. You've seen nothing. All you've got is this whiskey. That's sip. right. And and I'm over the age of 21, so this whiskey is perfectly fine. Fair enough. Um. So after tonight, what do you what do you got going on music-wise? Are you are you playing more shows, or what do you got going on music-wise? Uh, for this weekend, I'm here till Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Fort Worth. Uh, I play bass guitar uh, for a couple of other bands up in north texas yeah. uh monty dawson band uh he is the happens to be the vice president of the texas country music association okay. um he and then i also play bass guitar for the james eddie band and so i'm doing a little shameless plugging down yeah, here it's all good uh, uh i know people listen to this they yeah. they can't see it uh and then um and then there's various other bands that i fill in for a couple of cover bands that, they pay good, so yeah. yeah. And are you a you're a full time musician at this point? At this point, I am uh, trying to be. Uh, I also do uh, guitar repair and stuff. But since I moved up to Fort Worth, I really don't have a shop. Mm-hmm. So Wait, I'll take. Will you like build guitars too, or I, just? No, I'm not really set. Like, okay, if somebody had like a wanted to order the parts wow. i could build it but i don't have like a lathe and stuff like okay. that i don't have uh, routers because uh, i've always had this idea of doing a documentary just kind of telling the story of the importance of that connection between the person that makes the guitar the guitar and the musician just like uh, yeah yeah that's so funny you say that though so when i lived in lampasas yeah. i had 10 acres and uh, we had this spanish oak tree in my front yard that was dead yeah or dying and matt actually came to cut it down and when he cut it down there was a little mishap and something had uh happened and somehow the the, one of the limbs the big limbs had pinched the bar of his chainsaw bent it and put his chainsaw out of commission so he didn't get to finish the job and so i had just the trunk and he left it and cleaned up all of the stuff and you know we did what we could do and but i still had the the, the base of the tree mm-hmm. and it was big enough that i was like i could cut that the rest of the way down yeah. and get this guy that i know over in gatesville that had a portable sawmill yeah. to come over and cut slabs out of that mm-hmm. and if the wood was good enough i wanted to make my own guitar yeah. and i knew a guy uh, he's a cop in land passes and have him so it's funny yeah. that you said that because he had all the routers and oh, no, stuff yeah. that he could have i could have built my own guitar that's what's yeah. so i wish now dang that would have been great I'd... yeah it, it's one of those things where over the, or during the pandemic i got really heavy into watching uh people make obscure guitars so like there was a video where some dude there's a video of a guy playing a shovel guitar so he made a guitar out of a shovel i'm sure you've seen it well there's a few of them where uh guitar players 
are uh, their guitars made out of like old skateboards, like broken in half skateboards and stuff yeah. like that. That stuff's just really cool to me. In New Orleans, every year they have the Cigar Box Guitar yeah. Festival. Uh, Samantha Fish, uh -huh. probably one of, at least on, in my mind, she's the only person I can think of by name that. Yeah she can wail on yeah. a three-string cigar box guitar with a slide. Yeah. I, there was this kid, and uh, I was living in Tallahassee, Florida, and he had, it wasn't a cigar box, it was a gas can. It was like an old-school gas can, but it yeah. was two strings, and he played it with a slide, and the noises he got out of this thing, it was just like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. come, come again? One more time? So, that's wild. I don't have that... I don't have that kind of creativity with sounds like that. Yeah. Like I, I can I can take words that rhyme, and sometimes sometimes I can take words that don't rhyme yeah. and, and still use them. And then somebody's going to point out for the rest of my life when I sing it, and they're like, "That that doesn't rhyme." Yeah. So what? You know, haikus don't rhyme either. Yep. But, right. I get it. But um, it's been a blast chatting with you. Yeah. Hope to have you back on and. Uh, you know, once you get ready to release some music as, whether it's Jason Custer band or just, you know, absolutely, you know, however you end up working it. You know, it's funny because I've seen a lot of musicians kind of move to that format where it's insert name band because yeah. it's hard to keep bands together. Or, yeah, the well, the band that I had, yeah. the reason we chose the Jason Custer band is because of that. It was like yeah. the lineup kept changing and yeah. at one time we were Remington Road, and then yeah. we were the Jason Jason Custer and the Outsiders. Well, then there's there's already numerous bands and the and, Outsiders, yeah. and it's like Jake Hooker yeah. and the Outsiders. I yeah. mean, and uh, and then the band kind of we all kind of took a hiatus, yeah. and then came back together with a new drummer and bass player, and then the old bass player came back into the band as a guitar lead guitar player, and we we're like, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna call it the Jason Custer Band because it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to be Jason Custer. Yeah. Because we were a band. Yeah. Everybody was equal members. Uh, if we, if I wrote a new song, and I was like, okay, this is the song. The lyrics aren't gonna change. Yeah. But if y'all have an idea for the direction of the music yeah. or uh, a tempo or something that you, if you don't like what I did yeah. with it let's let's talk let's rehearse it let's see what works and so everybody had an equal say and it was like democracy yeah. and all that and I, uh band democracy works yeah and ours did and, and we were all army veterans yeah and so that was another kind of and we never used that as like hey we're army veterans give yeah. us a show or you know yeah. whatever but we use that in our advantage as far as everybody had a job when we'd go to a show yeah. and set up our own sound system and uh, we could we could hit the parking lot of a venue yeah and from the time we parked the truck and had sound check done yeah we could have it done in an hour nice That's and then same thing at the end of the night we could play the last note of a song and as long as we could get the owner to pay us yeah in a timely manner the we fastest we ever did it we had played the last song and pulled out of the driveway in 30 minutes. Wow. That's because we all had a job. Yeah. Now, were you all based out of Fort Hood or? Um, trying to think here. Uh, our old bass player, uh, or our bass player was not stationed at Fort Hood, uh -huh. but he was from uh, Abilene. Okay. And then uh, our drummer was from North Carolina, uh -huh. 
and it had been stationed everywhere, but he was he had been stationed at Fort Hood. Okay. I was from Central Texas and spent 12 years in the Army, yeah. and my last two was at Fort Hood. Fort Hood. And then our lead guitar player was from Florida and yeah. spent all four years in the Army oh. at Fort Hood. Oh, nice. But it's been a blast chatting with you. If anybody wants to check out your stuff or uh, listen to your music, where can they find you online? Uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, under Jason Custer, um, and then on uh, Spotify, the Jason Custer Band, and uh, our YouTube channel, still the Jason Custer Band. Awesome. Well, once again, appreciate you so much. Uh, Before we wrap this up, though, what's a piece of advice you have for the young musicians out there? Uh, Don't give up. 100%. that's probably the most used one, but don't give up because if you if you give up, then you'll never do it. 100% agree. Well, Jason, thank you so much for uh, jumping on here. Really appreciate you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you all later.